Hi guys, welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite books from Book Talk. I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts Bridget and Hilda. Hi. Hi. So today we're covering book three in the Ruthless Boys series, Vicious Fay. But before we get into it, a few reminders and spoiler warnings, of course. If you haven't read this book or this series and you're like, what? What the heck are these girls talking about? I should join in. Not the one. Not the one, friends. Go to the first the first book in this series, Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac Academy. That's like its full formal name, right? <laughs> Just Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac, oh. not Zodiac Academy. Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac. My apologies. But Start that's there, kind of confusing. Still. I mean, what? it doesn't – yeah. I mean, yeah. So we just call it Ruthless Boys. RB for short if you're in the know. If you know, you know. Uh, it's RB to us. <clears throat> but it's, a, of course, a spinoff of the Zodiac Academy series, which we covered extensively through all of our episodes. We can also catch in the archives if you are also very confused on what the heck we're talking about. But we love these book series. We recommend them. We probably drop them into every other episode when we're not talking about the Zodiac world. So we say dip a toe in these waters if you haven't yet and come join us. But again, today we're talking Vicious Fay. And before we get going, uh, just a quick, couple quick reminders again. If you've liked what you heard and you like enjoying it with us, we love podcasting and we love hearing from our fans. So if you could please take a moment to rate review us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify. We know a couple of you guys listen there. That would greatly help us out. And honestly, seeing your little reviews bring us so much joy because we're just three gal pals doing this for funsies. And so we really appreciate when you guys take time out of your day to leave us some love. So all that said, Vicious Faye. This is book three out of five, right? Yeah. I keep messing it up, but I always want to add a six. It's book three out of five. Through this book, we're halfway through the series, which sounds crazy to say. I don't know. It just seems like so much longer when I'm like, we're on book three out of five. So there's a lot that happens in this book. Oh, yeah. Hence my nine pages of notes. Which I was like, woof, weird. <laughs> Not going to get through this in a one-time shot, are we? It's a lot. I think we can. We will. Um, we just can't I, go on any tangents, which you know is our downfall. Love a tangent. Like, Last episode, we had a function. whole Shana, What is your striptease song? Dirty, genuine, pony. Where are we? I don't think we didn't do that poll, did we? No, it's on my to do list. Um, it's because I keep thinking, like, oh, I'm going to get a video, like a little gif from Magic Mike. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go start looking for that. And then I get sidetracked with something else. So all the it's coming. Don't worry. abs in your face. And you're like, <laughs> <Right>? whoa. <laughs> wow. Well, um, for those of you. Our chat has had so many half-naked men this past week. <laughs> no, it's because we're smutty book readers and that we're just targeted. Okay. <laughs> and we love a good fan cast. I will and say that. Good but- fan art. Some of the fan art. Whoa. I was just talking about, I was thinking one with like Nick Dose and Sarah, and I was like, what? Okay, that was straight I up. I didn't look porn. at that in public. That I was, was like, I kind of want to just go on their website to see the full version now, because, you know, they had to like PG 13 it, aka like blur some stuff out. But now I'm like, what did you blur? Sir. I, the mid region. You know what I mean? Apparently, that was all. This like entire oh. section was blurred. They're like, it was a dick. <laughs> Not not just a dick, honey. That was full on sexy. D's like, in the okay. V's. 
is literally what you did not see. Uh, yeah, so there's some fan art. I'll pull it up if you are so inclined to check it out. I think the artist is, <laughs> it's even in the name, Dirty Diction Designs. <laughs> sounds terrible. Dirty Diction, D-I-C-T-I-O-N, Designs. I mean, it works. Good for them. Good for them. I'm surprised, like, Facebook or Instagram hasn't reported them yet. Did you guys see this one? Whoa. No, I had not. What is this? (laughs) Is that the Poppy and um, Cass urine scene? Is that the joining? Wow. the joining. In case you remember we were confused who is where. Now we know. Now Now we do know. Wow. Now we're all on our phones. Let's go to the house. What is going on here? Sorry, guys. I just have to go look now. Okay. Well, you can send it to us in the chat. Let's. I can get us started. Um, because again, nine pages of notes. Color me distracted because I'm going through and I'm like, what? What else do we have here? I am so sorry, sir, but this seems interesting. Okay, Hilda. Okay. Bring us back tangent. Tangent. The second we go said, back. don't go on a tangent. Off we go. What did we do? Off At least it was a good go. one, and it's it's related, right? Holy shit. <laughs> If you're like wondering what I just holy shit, it was a, a more graphic one that I just sent to Bridget. Okay, so I know what I'm going to be doing. Right, bring it back. We're going to bring it back later as I wait for the podcast to process. Okay. Okay, so Vicious Pay. So I feel like the spice level really like ratchets up in this book. Lots of group activities, lots of chili peppers, but it's later in the series where the group activities make us go, huh? How'd that work out? How'd yes. that fit together? Yeah, I how feel did like, that fit together? I think we'll have that discussion in book four. Anyways, we end up asking ourselves that question a lot. Like, how did that work out? So Elise is getting closer with all of her men folk, but she men makes folk. it really clear that she's not going to pick any of them because she wants all of them. Um, and Leon's like, you know what? If that's the way that I'm going to have you, I'm cool with that. Is it this book, I think, but Dante and Ryder have the stupidest star bond where yep. they're basically like It is this one. Um neither of us can like Well, they started in the last one where they made that stupid bond with all the rules and like it was just ridiculous. Like you could basically do nothing. They can't I mean, they can't kiss her, but she can kiss them. There can be no tongue. They like can't sleep in the same bed with her overnight. They can't masturbate in the same room as her that she's in they can't touch her below her underwear it's a bunch of really stupid rules yeah. that basically just ends up with both of them having the biggest pair of blue balls um that has ever existed they really thought that one through yeah they did yeah, yeah. a typical yeah. boy it was last book remember because i was yeah. like cut off your nose no i thought it was this book because i was listening to our last episode on running errands today so it was fresh in my mind i was like no oh, i think the ramifications of that starbund it was annoying we start to see that play out in the last book but in this one it really comes full full circle right. um we're getting more insight into gareth's activities before he passed away we got we got like four or five pov chapters from him so aurora academy gets the opportunity to face zodiac academy in the pitfall finals but they're also going to have a one week exchange trip and the Top five students from Aurora get to spend a week at Zodiac Academy. But the most important part. 
Dun, 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 dun. We get to meet Lance Orion in this book. And not bum, only bum, just bum. any Lance Orion, but like happy Lance Orion before right. he became an asshole professor. Pitball uh, star, athlete, uh, jock, still a little bit of a loner. Almost sad because I'm like, man, this guy really had things going for him. And he was so optimistic and so like king of the school, Mr. Hotshot and to see – like, it really puts it in perspective when you read Zodiac Academy and you hear him talk about how, like, I could have been a pitball league star. I could have had it all. And what that guardian bond really did to his future. Right. He was going places. Mm-hmm. And then he it was. was just snatched out right from underneath his feet. By fucking snatched. Lionel. <sighs> Fuck Ugh. that guy. Fuck that um, guy. So before they get to Zodiac, Gabe is having visions about Lance and he realizes that he can help them with the card master or king. I forget what we're calling the villain. Anyways, they end up becoming friends. They end up having one of the best Noxie and Oreo scenes ever. We actually find out why they call each other Noxie and Oreo. Um, Are you going to get into that now? Or are we going to wait? There's still a five-minute recap. And so Lance ends up agreeing to help them with King. While they were at Zodiac, there was another full moon sacrifice with the black card. And, you know, they took some kid's power. So they decided to try to stop it at the next one that happens like a month later shit goes down it gets crazy somebody dies actually two somebody's die actually there's a lot of people that die but it's really there's only two of them that were like oh that's weird they died i'll name names later also there is a twist ending unexpected but it has a silver lining see what i did there yes and yeah and then i can confess to what I did with this series when I shame, first shame, read shame. it. Shame, Because I was like, what? Okay, so to get started, I just want to get Gareth's story out of the way. Because, you know, we're just having flashbacks. Last book, he recorded that video of writer with Professor King. And he ends up giving it to Dante. Very reluctant to do so because he's convinced that writer's going to find out that he took the video. And that, you know, writer's going to kill him. Probably rightfully so. And he makes Dante make a star vow with him which is when they use the lapis um lazuli lazuli crystal and dante ends up posting the video on facebook before we know it the fib is showing up and arresting king writer's pissed but he kind of doesn't care since he doesn't care about king that much professor king but writer does tell gareth to find the person who took the recording so writer can kill them he's just playing with fire and the following POV that we get from Gareth, he's getting drunk at a party in the Ironwood, and he was supposed to do a hanging fiery whiplash, which I guess is like the fey version of a keg stand. Anyways, he like splutters and makes a mess of it, but he was kind of doing it to impress Cindy Lou, that stupid skank. And then when Dante does it so well, because Dante, of course, would do a fiery upside down whiplash or whatever cindy lou is like making eyes and is like you know all googly over him because she's again a stupid skank so tell me how you really feel about i hate her so gareth wants to show off to her and after accidentally making out with leon gareth is like let's do something so like leon takes him on a mission to the weeping well and he dares gareth to go down there and take a photo of the dead kids remains because remember they have that whole like urban legend about the weeping well that it's like haunted and there's dead kids down there so gareth goes down there and it's super gross and it smells really bad and he's like standing in like gunk and he's pretty sure he feels like a bone 
and he loses all of his magic like it sputters out and then some monster comes out and attacks him um and he like freaks out and he loses leon's atlas um but he does manage to escape and both he and leon are like we're never doing that again okay wait hold on Mm -hmm. did you say someone who accidentally (laughs) kissed who Gareth accidentally made out with Leon. How does that how does that happen? Because he was drunk out of his mind and so he thought that he was kissing Cindy Lou. Are they both blondes? No, but he was drunk Why out of his mind. Why am I mind. not remembering this? Yeah, I was at like, all. wait, hold on. Reverse, reverse. Who can who? It wasn't like a super Gareth thought that after he did the fiery a uh, hanging upside down whiplash or whatever. Yeah. Um, that Cindy Lou came. And so he reached out and grabbed the first person with long hair uh, to make out with lion. them. And then he was like, oh, this feels really masculine. And then Leon's like, hey, dude, you're not my type, but like, <laughs> maybe you can convince me. And then Gareth was like, no. Oh, Leon, maybe you can convince me. Oh, that was great. Thank you for explaining. You're welcome. I vaguely so remember like, now, but still. I had no memory time. of that. <laughs> Because it was just, it was an accidental makeup session. Who hasn't that happened to? Who hasn't, right? Wait, so like, Leon has kissed siblings. Yeah, Garrett and Elise. Yeah, kind of like Ross from Friends. So they're like Eskimo, he's like the Eskimo brother? Ew. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Guess. Guess. It wasn't intentional. No, I'm not intentional. I don't I don't count it because it wasn't lustful. Okay, that's fair. Right. Um But I mean lean on was so like maybe you can convince me. Well he does make out he does make out with Dante in this book. I think. At Dante's birthday party. <laughs> like how Bridget and I are both like, excuse me? No, I thought they it was just like well, Elise was in the picture. Well, yeah, Elise was there watching them and like egging them on. Oh, and so like yeah, they kind of like, like kissed. Well, no, they kind of <laughs> like kissed and then Elise came down from the trees and they get it on. Anyways, we'll get there eventually. We'll get okay. there. We'll get there. I want to circle back on that. Um so in another Gareth POV, we find out that the FIB is calling him and they call him down to the station because they found out that he was the one who recorded the video of King, uh, Professor King and Ryder. So essentially, they're trying to blackmail him to cooperate and give up more information about the Lunar Brotherhood. They even got, they even reduced Professor King's sentence, and she agreed to give them more information. So really, they're kind of like trying to use Gareth against Ryder. So Gareth needs to do more spying on Ryder, which not super easy. So he approaches writer at like a fake lunar fight club because he wants to get more work from him writer tells them that he already gave him a job which is you need to find the person that took the recording writer's like you know my gang expects me to find the person so i can kill them and if he can't find the person he's just gonna pick someone like gareth and like rip his spine out (laughs) so gareth is like okay man i'll do it um and they make a star vow to find the person that took the recording Later that night, Gareth is dragged out of bed. He thinks it's the Lunars who found out that, you know, he's working for the FIB, but it's actually Dante. And he throws the picture of Gareth and Ryder making the star promise at Gareth. And Dante calls him a traitor and basically starts to beat him up. 
and Gareth tells him that the FIB is blackmailing him for the information on Ryder, and Dante makes one of his cyclopses, cyclops, cyclopsi, come over to search Gareth's memories, and of course, um, Gareth is telling the truth, so then Dante's like, oh man, bro, my bad, and he heals him, and he's like, yeah, I'll give you some information for the FIB that you can give them about Ryder, and that's basically Gareth's activities in this book. Any questions? Comments, concerns. It's a surprise that he lived to be as old as he was. Yeah, <sighs> both of these siblings are extremely reckless. Very reckless. That's my. Uh, that was my big sigh for too. I was like, oh, Gareth. Like at no point since you arrived at Aurora Academy were you safe in any of the adventures you went on. He's like, I'm gonna blackmail this guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blackmail the most powerful Fae. I'm gonna get in with this gang. I'm gonna get with that gang. I'm gonna have a girlfriend who's kind of not know. into me. He's like, let me dig a hole. Oh, wait, no. Let me go a little bit deeper. And then he also betrays Leon. <sighs> yeah. That's the one that, like, bugs me the most. Why I don't really like Aerith is because, like, he betrayed his one friend at Zodiac Academy. I also don't care for Gareth. He had pure motives, but I just, I don't know. In Gareth's defense, Leon steals a bunch of shit all the time. So, like... Right. Valid. Tit for tat. Right. But he... Not to call the pot call the kettle black, but um, he grew up in a, like, family of thieves. This is part of yeah. who he is as a person. Like, yeah. I'm sure his parents were basically like, oh, you learned how to walk? Great. Now you're going to learn how to thieve. And it's it's who he is. It's not like he's doing it on purpose, like, to hurt someone. I guess. Well, I mean, I guess I, we could debate this back and forth. I am neutral on Gareth. I don't dislike him. I don't like him. Um, yeah, I think I'm pretty neutral as well. I'm just constantly disappointed. Like He just he makes bad choices. I feel like the mom in me is coming out and be like, tisk tisk, you dumb little idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you lovable dumb idiot. Uh, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think maybe I did not care for Gareth's POVs. So I'm like, I want to read more about what's happening here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you died. Let me read your POV. Yeah. It is really annoying because when you get caught up in the Elise's side uh of the storyline and then you're like, oh, great. Let's move on to the next chapter. I want to hear from Dante or whoever she was with. And then suddenly it's like, boom, bam, smack. In the middle. And it just takes you right out. And you're like, oh, Gareth. I know they do that's my annoyance with him. But yeah. We could have had a good sexy scene, but no, no Gareth had Gareth. to come back from the dead. Okay, so now that Gareth is out of the way, book three picks up exactly like where book two left off, and Elise and Dante are making it back to campus. They're arriving back to campus, totally shell-shocked. They go back to their room. Gabriel is there, and he basically starts lecturing Elise about hanging out with this super, you know, dangerous gang leader or mob leader, whatever. She ends up drinking from Gabriel, though, but he's still, like, laying into her. Obviously, it's, like, pissing off Dante, but they're both, like, battle injured. Anyways, Gabriel ends up taking Elise to his nest, and he gives her the flash drive with all of Dante's evidence and shows her the picture of Ryder and Gareth, and Gabe's basically trying to convince her that these two guys that she really likes, that she keeps hanging out with, um, shouldn't be trusted 
and he's like, you need to trust me on this. But she's like, I've lived my entire life with a bunch of empty promises and, you know, like nothing here is telling me that they're the ones who killed my brother. Like, it's just your idea. Anyways, they go to class and Elise is looking for writer, but he's not in class. Um, so she's getting worried about him. She even texts him, which is very like uncharacteristic writer behavior. Anyways, she finds him in the boiler room in a secret Lunar Brotherhood meeting. Ryder says that the Escuras are fighting. And while the Brotherhood wants to go after them as they destroy themselves, Ryder's just like, no, we're just going after Felix. He catches Elise spying on them. And he accuses her of spying on them for the Escuras. And she was like, no, that's not what I'm doing. Like, I was just genuinely worried about you. She thinks him for sparing Dante and then he ends up taking Elise up to his room where he has her tattoo him so ah! the like the cross Soon. over cross my heart motion that they made when she fed him ice cream mm-hmm. he tattoos this over his heart um, and he takes the opportunity to tell her about Mariella and all of like the torture that he endured under her um, so we get more like writer background and why he's such a like demented psychopath i was about to ask is your haterade getting watered down yet mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like it yeah I, I was hopeful there for a second and then she was like his demented and i was like Ooh, okay i mean he is a demented sociopath but you know whatever fine i mean he's not terrible he's when not we that say bad. like someone's a torture soul like he is a torture soul anyways they also basically fool around with their clothes on and i put in my notes which make no sense i'm like painful foreplay you'll get off on it if you're a basilisk that's what that <laughs> scene was to me that's, um, i mean where's the lie where's uh, the right lie? eventually elise finds dante the next day and he's like kind of depressed obviously you know because he's still trying to process what felix did um and one of the kiplings comes to her i think it was like was it junior kipling middle kipling baby kipling whatever their names are. i only know them by does he like the cake or does he not because <laughs> what are the, the older the ones called book. is it senior kipling it's like, what it, it, i know I the middle one's middle kipling senior middle and junior maybe okay maybe one of the kiplings i think um, middle likes the cake yeah i think maybe. middle middle likes the cake which Makes sense. um so he comes with her latest uh job payment which is a spy camera and at that point uh he finds out the kipling finds out that the cash was broken into and he tells dante and dante goes into like full rage mode he's like super mad obviously so um before we cut to that dante scene though elise meets up with Ryder and he helps her set up the camera in nightshade's office so they can spy on her so Dante has a bunch of the wolves checking out the Kipling cache to see like what was taken. Nobody can find anything, but then he realizes at the last minute that somebody took the flash drive and then that picture of Gareth and Ryder. Um, so he's just like fuming. He ends up going home to have his family basically make star vows to be loyal to him and against Felix. And he has a cute chat with Rosalie. They talk about how like Ryder spared him. And he also has a follow up letter from Mr. Lionel Acrux inviting Ugh. him a formal quotes, invitation to join the Dragon Guild, Monty. 
I don't know. I felt like it was appropriate to make that voice. Um, <laughs> it is. That's how I pictured reading. That's how I pictured his stupid butler talking. Yes. I can't remember his name. Jink. Uh, Jink. Jenkins. Jenkins. Jinx. Funky Jinx? that guy. Jenkins. Yeah. Jenkins. Jenkins. Um, fuck Lionel too. Anyways, back to Elise. Dante is flying around campus. Um, he's been having a lot of like emotional outbursts. So there's been a lot of like rain and thunder and lightning on campus. She goes hiking to a secluded area so she can watch the videos that are on the flash drive. Bryce confronts her because Bryce is a little bitch. I think he just actually I feel like the whole purpose of that scene is just for us to know and be confirmed of the fact that Bryce doesn't like her because he's jealous. Anyways, she reviews the videos um, and she's watching the video of Ryder with Professor King. But Ryder was like hanging out in his snake form and he catches her and she's like, oh, I'm just doing research. And he's like, well, you could have just asked me and I would have shown you my big dick, essentially is what he says. Um, that guy. <laughs> exactly. She tells him that the whoever broke into the Kipling's cave, that was her even though it wasn't, but whatever. So he tries to take the flash drive from her, but she won't give it to him. And then, oh, this is my other note. He smacks her around a bit, but in a good way. So basically it was like a writer, Elise, foreplay scene with like their S&M stuff. So anyways, there's an announcement that Zodiac Academy is doing a student exchange program. And Leon is super excited because it's like his dream to go to Zodiac Academy and like roll around on the pit ball pit and like meet Lance Orion. And he's just like major fanboying over the whole thing. They also talk about Elysian mates in this class. And I'm not going to bore you anymore with the talk of Elysian mates because I feel like we're pretty well versed with the Twisted Sisters and their version of Elysian mates. And as they're talking about it, though, Elise is, like, making eye contact and looking at all of the kings. And Leon is really, like, the first one to realize that she really wants all of them. At the end of class, she and Leon end up role-playing in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, he pretends to be Dante, and they end up sending the video to Dante. Um, <laughs> as you do with your friends that you want to have threesomes with. I don't know. I'm not well-versed in this subject matter. You're not? No. Believe it or not. Don't you read a lot of books? I feel like you would. Don't you have basilisks pretending to be (laughs) other people on the regular? Right. Um, Um, Kudos to Leon for really just trying to gather up the troops here and giving his girl what she wants. And I feel like you see that version of Leon trying to gather the troops from here on out. Oh, yeah. He's 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 the team captain uniting on Team Elise and he sees the players and all the players don't know if they want to play the game yet. But he's like, I know you do. See, the so, thing about Leon, especially in this book, is that he is willing to put Elise first. And he started that kind of like the last two books when he kind of realized, oh, I'm interested. And then, you know, he started like trying to woo her. But now that he's on this like war path, he's going to make everyone's dreams come true. So Elise may be the reason for the meetup, for lack of a better term right now. But Leon is the heart and soul of that meetup. Hard. If, it wasn't, oh, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Leon, like there wouldn't be Leon and her men folk. Leon's back 100%. is hurting from carrying the team. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? She's just an able body and he's he's leading the pack. She's just she's just starfishing. He's like, <laughs> Come on, fisherman. Take a part of these waters. It's yeah. Good. 
That's a good analogy. And I think um, it's easier for him to do it because of his type of family dynamic with his pride. Right. He falls into this a little bit more because his family comes from a multiple mom herd group where he's got his dad as the, the primary and then he's got his mom moms because I think there's three in their pride. Yeah. And so this is more normal to him than it is for others. But it is unusual for a vampire for at least because they're pretty solitary creatures. Yeah. So for them to seek yeah. out multiple partners like this is a bit odd. It is. But we're here for it because we like vampires. Oh, I'm not turning it away. Love so. vampires. And Hilda loves the blood sucking. <laughs> Love me Lance Orion vampire. Okay. So they go to elemental combat class. And Elise is watching Dante watch the video, but they're interrupted by Eugene, who wants to be her best friend. I put this in quotes because this is a direct quote from last week. It's in your dreams, Mufasal. That's what Ryder says to Leon. <laughs> Isn't it's it hard Mufasal. to voice these things out loud? Because it huh? was Akuna Matasol last time that we really could have had a hard time with. And then it's Mufasal. 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 It doesn't really roll off the tongue. It reads better than it speaks. It reads yes. better than it speaks. Absolutely. It reads 100%. off. 100%. Reads off the tongue better than it speaks off the tongue. <laughs> reads off the tongue. We're going to coin that. So in this class, Elise is paired with Cindy Pooh. Um, Ugh, and she kicks bitch. Cindy Pooh's ass. But then Cindy claims that Elise is trying to kill her, which is not true. Um, but she's, like, crying in front of Dante. So Dante's kind of like, uh, what's going on here? Anyways, Cindy Pooh runs off, and Elise goes after her to confront her. So she can stop shit-talking about her, because she's calling part. her, like, a gutter whore. And Oh, ugh. yeah, she's horrible. But, like, you know what annoys me is that Dante kept believing Cindy Pooh. Like, yes. you're literally trying to get yeah. into this girl's pants. And he's like, meaning oh, Elise, and you're going to take another girl aside? Whoa. No wonder why you don't get to She You're just being mean to her. And you're like, no. Cindy Poo is just an asshole. And a she bitch. Is. She and is. I'm being mean to her is just cause. And she Jeez. finds out shortly that it is. Felice follows her to Cindy's room where they get into a physical fight. And she knocks Cindy into a mirror that falls to the ground. And it exposes her deranged altar to dragons. That has like big donged dragons and like all these weird pictures of like Dante where, you know, Dante didn't know he was, you know, he had a picture taken of him. And it also has Dante's father's ring that Dante thought he had lost and he was really upset about. And Leon and Dante come looking for Elise. They see the altar and then they immediately start shutting Cindy Pooh, who becomes the laughing stock of the school after Leon posts all the videos on Facebook. And they like light the altar on. Yes fire so she mm -hmm. can't get any of the stuff you know what this reminded me of immediately when i first read it i don't know if you guys have watched hey arnold back in the day <laughs> i guess but, um what's the what's the mean girl's name olga pataki yeah olga has like a football head shrine in her closet yes so i was like she loves herself some hey arnold some arnold i guess it's just it's just arnold you stupid football head so um you know i was picturing that scene but with like dragons yeah, and like with gilded and like a, a slow burning candle with like wax, you know, like the drips hanging off the side. Like she's been lighting these altars a while ago. Yep, she's a demented bitch. You know, this at least I didn't find gets... like a dragon dong vibrator. No, it's probably because Washer had bought them all. But anyways, 
Cindy Pooh is demented, and this is why she gets arrested five years later uh, when she's in the backseat of Darius's car. Anyways, Gabriel is meeting up with Bill, his private investigator, um, and he's trying to get Bill to help him out with any information on Elise. Uh, but basically, Bill is like, listen, you just need to tell her the truth. And as he's flying back to campus, Gabriel has a vision of a dark-haired guy kneeling in a cave, cutting himself. We know who that is. Anyways. Lancy boy. He gets back to campus, and he tells Elise to meet him on the rooftop, and Gabriel confesses to kicking Garrett's ass the night of the meteor shower, but not actually killing him. So he thinks Elise is going to be super mad at him and hate him forever. But she was basically like, really, Gabriel? He was backmailing you and you kicked his ass. He could have healed himself. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Which I thought was a really weird reaction. Not going to lie. I feel like their society, though, everything's fay on fay. Like, you're expected to, like, get into brawls and pick back up. Like, it's no big deal. Like, nothing happened. Like, mom hit dad at the dinner table, and we're just going to act like nothing happened. Like, just fight, and it's fine. Well, not even just that. Like, even when for, like, just power struggles out in open, like, even at Zodiac Academy, the heirs were constantly just, like, picking on people like that. I mean, And everyone's I just guess. like, ah, oh, well, it's fay on fay. What can I do? I guess. I guess. Anyways, um, after this, Gabriel is, like, more committed to Elise than he was before. Elise has a liaison with Titan. He tells her that she should be friends with people that she's not dating, like Lainey. Titan seems like really supportive and kind and friendly. And he even comes support her at the big pitball match where they beat um, Sunrise Academy and allows them to go meet Zodiac in the finals. Let's come back to Titan, though. I did love Titan's support. I did. It I made it me super... warm and fuzzy on the inside because she mm-hmm. was finally getting that. Like a dad figure. Like a parental figure a who figure. Yeah. genuinely cared. And he was not, proud of her. And it's not yes. fucking old Sal. Yeah. Right. So I it did like broke that. broke my heart. Shh, shh, Bridget. Spoilers. So anyways, it was really cute that he came out to support her. Gabriel also showed up to support her. And after they win, they like start making out in the field in front of Dante and Leon. Her both like, what the fuck, bro? Like, what's going on here? And Gabe's like, she's mine. Back off. And Elise is like, um, we're not I exclusive. Am no one's. And I'm not going to limit myself to loving one person. She's been honest the entire book. Um, and Gabe is like giving her shit because he's like, but you're my Elysian mate. And she's like, doesn't mean anything right now. I want all of you. Anyways, she goes to Ryder and he's like, what the fuck? Why are you dating all of us? <laughs> like, what's happening here? He also gets pissed. Um, but then she convinces him to flow around, and I think they do stuff with their clothes on. <laughs> Later, Ryder puts Bryce in his place, and he's like, if you ever say Elise's name again, like, I'm going to kill you. Like, the way that, like, Will Smith. Keep, keep, keep your my, my wife's, wife's name, name out of your fucking mouth. Yeah. Except he punches <laughs> Bryce and not just slaps him. Um what a wild Anyways. time that was to watch live. <laughs> it's been almost a year. A it's been year? almost a year. Yeah, because no. it happened oh, yeah, it the Oscars. Yeah, it happened at the Oscars last year. Kind of funny. That was um, insane. So anyways, <laughs> Elise is stalking Nightshade and she follows her to the bathroom. And she takes she she thinks that Nightshade is taking like the longest dump ever. But she eventually <laughs> goes to investigate. 
Um, she realizes that Nightshade has disappeared and she's like, what the fuck? So she's like investigating and she finds a symbol that she see- she's seen in Garrett's journal um, like on the mirror. So she like goes back to her room. She pulls the journal. She realizes what the symbol is and she like needs to give up all of her power. Um, so she does that and she goes through the mirror and she- it's which is a portal and she finds a Killblaze kill lab. Why did that almost sound like a tongue twister? Killblaze Lab. Cool. It is a tongue twister. It is. It is. Right? No, you okay. said portal in my head. I heard port key. So I'm on of a course. different series of right now. Um, she's almost caught in the lab by Nightshade and the card master. Uh, but instead, um, she sets the lab on fire with a bunch of facing. Facing. Anyways, she almost sets herself on fire too. But she ends up basically finding Dante in the boathouse. She kind of like blows up and lands in the boathouse. Dante like heals her. He invites her to his birthday party, which I feel like timeline's kind of weird here because Dante's a Gemini. I guess he could be a May Gemini, but I feel like timing's a little off here, but whatever. It's just editorial note. I'm a May Gemini. That's fine. I know, but then like school is supposed to end, but then school goes on for like another like two months. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I was going to say this is technically America, right? No, I mean, it's not. It's not. I, I don't know where they are. It's Solaria. Yeah. I don't know. Schools are. Well, I, you know, it's funny you say that. I didn't picture them in America. And I didn't picture them in like England either. I mean, it is another world. I don't know what the school timing is. I feel like that's just a slight error. We can move on. Well, it's supposed to be a mirror world, right? Yeah. But anyways, I feel timing's off. He invites her to his birthday party. She ends up telling him about the flash drive and he's hurt by the whole flash drive thing because he feels like she didn't trust him and he trusts her implicitly. And he ends up telling her, I love you in Vitalian. Leon finds out that he's not in the top five students at Aurora. He's in the top 13 and he basically has a tantrum that he's not going to be able to go visit Zodiac Academy. But then Dante's like, "Uh, come with me, Fratello. And he blackmails Grayshine into letting the trip consist of Leon, Elise, Dante, Ryder, and Gabriel. How convenient. Wow, it How pays to know people. convenient. Seriously. Leon ends up arranging a double date with Elise and Ryder so they can watch The Lion King. Um, so and they cute. hook up with Elise in the middle of a couch, as one does on a double date. So that was kind of fun for them. Kind of fun for us. Kind of hot scene. Even if, like, the Lion King was playing in the background. It's a circle of life. It is a circle of life. It is. She ends up going to see Gabe, who's having a nightmare. And they decide, again, to, like, sort of have a detente. And he thinks that he's just going to wait her out because her dating all of these men is just a phase because they are fated. They are going to be Elysian mates. And Gabriel's really convinced of this. God, I want to believe him so badly. I know. So anyways, Dante's mom is worried about him because of Felix. And Dante's like, don't worry. He can't get into the school. And anyways, he and Elise are hanging out at the boathouse. And they're like horse playing. And then all of a sudden, Dante's beta, Tabitha, who is Felix's daughter, comes in and like shoots poison darts. And Elise throws herself in the way. So she gets caught in the crossfire and she's poisoned and she dies. And so like Dante's freaking out and he ends up taking her to Ryder. And Ryder, of course, is like super pissed and like blaming him for everything. But anyways, Ryder's able to heal her and he gives her a necklace 
um, that has like his anti-venom basilisk basilisk poison built into the necklace. So next time she's poisoned, because who's not going to be poisoned the second time? Um, she can just like prick herself and cure herself. Anyways, the three of them end up spending the night on the floor um, because of their stupid rule. They couldn't spend the night together on a bed. They wake up the next morning. Um, she's trying to convince them to like break the star bond, uh, but they're both stubborn idiots with major blue balls. So they won't. Anyways, they go to Dante's birthday party or she goes with Leon Um on the way there, they pass by the, I couldn't remember, is it the starry Uranus, the black hole Uranus, the shining Uranus? The glittery Uranus. The glittering Uranus. Uranus. Um, so she can pick up Gareth's ashes. No, no, no. It's sparkling Uranus. The there we go. Sparkling, sparkling Uranus. Uranus. So The black hole is Dante's club. There we go. So she's picking up Gareth's ashes. Leon does not like old Sal. Because he's like, that siren is using some weird manifestation, like, emotional manipulation shit. I don't like her. Fuck that bitch. I mean, he doesn't say that, but he's thinking it. Basically. Anyways, at Dante's birthday, they're attempting to have a threesome as part of Dante's birthday present. Because who doesn't give sex away for birthday presents? But they end up getting caught by Rory. I was about to say, um... (laughs) That's literally Shit. only birthday presents these so days. So I have to give something else? <laughs> I am not the present? Um, Slap a bow on me and call it a day. I'll pop out of a cake. Whatever you um, want. <laughs> Shannon is a lucky man. Little booby tassels. <laughs> Can you get like a sparkler show behind you? Just be Yes. Like- <laughs> well, you guys wouldn't just be there to be my sparkler show. Like this is a friend calling you a friend favor. <laughs> Could you do sparkler booby tassels? I think you can. I feel like I've seen that. I'm I'm very concerned about you catching yourself on fire. As am I. As Precious materials <laughs> behind those, those fire tassels. It only counts if you put your life in danger. I Just mean, remember, stop and drop and roll. And roll. <laughs> you know, I was at a field trip at Safety Town yesterday, so I am familiar with the... We got a procedure on the, the safety What's the procedure? Rules? What's the procedure? <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode. So good. Anyways, they get caught by Rory, who's like, what's going on here? Are you guys together? Are you just like sharing her as a birthday gift? They can't give a straight answer because nobody knows what's going on with them, except that, that they all like Elise and they're willing to share her. Anyways. They get interrupted by Rory. They go to Dante's birthday party. It's lots of fun. They actually do end up having a threesome, as much of a threesome as they can have because Dante can't actually have sex with Elise because of his stupid rule with Ryder. No, we do find out that Rosalie has a huge crush on Rory, which is really cute. Dark Moor. Dark Moor. Dark Moor. It'll make it on the list this year because they're supposed to finish it this year. According to the newsletter. Um, sign up for the sister's yeah, I don't newsletter. Trust <laughs> I know. You have PTSD. Anyways, Elise has a <laughs> session um, where she's also getting the impression that Nightshade is grooming Eugene so that Eugene can kill himself and give up his power to the black card. Nightshade goes too far with manipulating Elise's emotions and Elise basically cracks her head open. Um, and she's like, oh, shit. Uh, so she calls Ryder and Gabriel to come help her. And I love that in the scene, Ryder's basically like, oh, 
you like knocked her out that's cool i can just finish killing her we'll like wrap her body up in this rug and like a big bird over here we'll just take her and dump her somewhere and gabriel's like you can't just kill a faculty member like you can't just do that and so anyways they end up like healing her and then writer puts her in a trance and they question her about her like involvement with the black card and she nightshade tells them everything she knows but she says that she never set up gareth for the card master so we know that it's not nightshade who killed gareth anyways um gabriel has more visions of lance and realizes that lance can help them um with the black card because i think nightshade tells them that they're able to get the sacrifice during the full moon anyways they end up going to zodiac academy Leon is all over Lance, like majorly fanboying. It's kind of cute. A little bit embarrassing, I would say. Way too enthusiastic, but it's kind of fun. Like I said, we meet fun Lance, fun, hot, carefree Lance. Gabriel tells Elise that she has to behave since she and Lance are vampires. But if they can play nice with him for like three days, he'll eventually become their friend and then he can help them with. And that was like a gay vision, right? I think he saw yeah that he saw yeah they're in a really nice initially hotel. he tries to hit on her doesn't he he kind of does he does and, and then she's hot. one of them is like she's taken oh Ryder was like oh she's mine and then he kind of backs off yeah Lance is also confused by the yeah like, so like even he's like here all seem very into this one person and yeah. I'm not sure how this is working he's like you're a vampire and we tend to be solitary so like what is it with you and like these four um, but whatever. Elise is like, this is who I am. Elise has her own hotel room because she's the only girl. The guys are sharing. Um, she ends up having phone sex with Dante the first night. Because again, they can't do anything because of this stupid deal with Ryder. Elise wants to learn more about Professor King because she knows that she's in Tucana. Um, but like Ryder won't help her out. So she makes Leon steal Ryder's atlas. She messages Professor King pretending to be Ryder. Gabe has a vision of this and like takes her to go see Professor King. They pretend to be Ryder, but they don't get any information from her because she doesn't know anything about Gareth. Uh, so they go back to the hotel. Ryder is waiting for her. He's pissed at her in her room and he punishes her quote-unquote but Elise likes it can we talk about the fact that that teacher was like butt naked on the bed like tied up and ready to go for Ryder that was I thought she was butt naked on the dining room table Um, better my favorite part though when Elise was like damn lady there's like a hair removal spell for that (laughs) I was getting major chuckles out of this entire situation it was kind of funny. Also, Anyways, a hair removal spell would be so, so easy. It would be. You know what I'm saying? Because right yeah. now it's painful and it's called laser hair removal. Yeah. And, and that's expensive. And yeah, it's expensive. Major coin. Thank you. Lance ends up coming over for a pitball watch party that Leon throws because Leon only had to invite him 34 times until Lance cracked and said yes. Lance and Elise kind of end up getting a into a fight over sources and even though lance is stronger than her she fights dirty um and she beats him and i don't know she's able to feed all off of all of her menfolk anyways there's a party at a crux manor 
Lionel is trying to get Dante to join the Dragon Guild, and he's being such a douche about it, which is so weird. Lionel being a douche about anything. So not normal. Um, right? Um, so Elise is trying to make Dante look like a rowdy, unclassy jerk face so that Lionel doesn't like want him. And they're jumping off of the roof with the heirs, which we do meet the heirs when they're like 15 years old, which is kind of cute. Adorable. She ends up, yeah, so they're like all getting drunk off of champagne and jumping off the roof, as one does when one drinks a lot of champagne. And she jumps off and like Dante doesn't catch her with his air magic and she falls and she like breaks her back. And Gabe is gets super defensive and he starts yelling at the other three and he heals her. But Elisa's like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Look, I'm fine. She's like trying to play it off. Professor Mars comes because he's the one that went on the Zodiac trip with them. And he like starts apologizing. He's like, I'm so sorry, Lord Acrux, blah, blah. You can't take these kids anywhere. Anyways, they start just back to the hotel and Gabe keeps trying to pick a fight with the other guys and to back off that they're just going to end up hurting her. And the guys are getting mad back at Gabe about it. And they're like, you don't know her. And then Gabe's like, well, you don't know her. And then the truth comes out that she is Gareth's little sister. And I think at that point, the only one that didn't know was Leon. And he ends up being super pissed at her like super pissed at her that he thinks that all this time that she's just used him and that you know their connection has always been fake so he like is having a pissy lion fit and he's so pissed the next day that he basically blows the pitball game yeah um, i didn't love this sucks. for him i was just say this is why leon is my bestie and not my love because he has too much he has temper tantrums Yes. And I don't like temper tantrums. I think it's like um, he was so excited for this football match. And so for him to blow it with his bad mood, like just it sucked. Sucked. But like it wasn't really his fault though, because one of their um pit keepers got the Fay flu. The flu fay? The Fay flu. Um and then Eugene had to be called in as a pit keeper. So I mean they were just destined to lose. Um but yeah, so Leon is super mad at Elise and he basically tells her, which I thought was not cool, that she like ruined the two most important things for him or ruined his two dreams, which is like visiting CA and like winning a pitball match against them. Anyways, there's another party. Elise leaves with Ryder. They run into Dante as they're going to like back to her hotel room. Um, and she's like, you guys should break your agreement and join me. And they're both like, too stubborn and hard-headed to do so so she like just goes into her hotel room alone but then the guys are just like staring at each other and they're like fine we'll break it one night only we won't tell anybody ever and yep major hot threesome scene this was a i good needed scene. no it was so good and then i needed like um a visual aid to figure out where hands were going and body parts because like this wasn't even their most complex scene but I was still like, I need some you know, assistance. This is what we should have asked them. This is the hard-hitting journalism we should have asked when we interviewed them. How are you mapping these out when there are multiple partners? Like, I just need to know, what's the process? They must use their Barbies as visual aids. I feel like they're probably like, what's the most popular thing on Pornhub? 
Multiple. I was just about to say, they probably just pull up a video and lay, type, 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 watch, type, type, type. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I because I, I, I cannot fathom not doing it without multiple people. I can't be there like, hey, come here for a second. Can you can you go upside down in like a headstand <laughs> and then I'm going to pretend and then it's like it's not – how would you know? Yeah, at the very least, there need to be some Barbies involved, if not actual Pornhub. So anyways – Major hot threesome scene. I suggest you read it. Um, back at the party, Gabe is hanging out with Orion, um, and they end up leaving so Gabe can talk to him about the black. I put the black magic. Probably meant the black card, black magic. Um, so no, because no, Gabe knows that Orion knows black magic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's dark um, magic, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, dark so, magic. Black card, whatever. dark magic. <laughs> Orion offers Gabriel an Oreo from. A pack that somebody <sighs> randomly gave him. Here's um, where things get good. And so Lance eats an Oreo and he's like, from an I admirer. never get to eat sugar. One of Orion's admirers. He has many. And then all of a sudden, Lance has the hots for Gabe. Because the Oreos were laced with a lust potion. And he like, it's hilarious. Just the things that he's saying to him. And apparently Orion has a dirty mouth, which like, ding, 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 major checklist, vampire, hot, nerd, asshole, dirty mouth. This is the, is this the perfect man? This is the trifecta. Is this this the perfect man? Okay. Hilda's falling in love again. Anyways. It was so funny to read and is the origin story for Oreo and Noxy because that's where these nicknames first come into play. Yeah, because Lance keeps calling him, like, Noxie. It's like, you're so sexy, Noxie. I want you, Noxie. You'd look so good beneath me, Noxie. It's just, it's great. It's great. Gabriel's like, okay. I mean, I would, but. He's like, I'm not really into dudes. Dude. (laughs) Anyways, so that's the birth of Noxie and Oreo. Gabriel eventually gives him a potion. It's really funny because they're cool about it. And so then Gabriel talks to him about the black magic stuff or dark magic and the black card. And Lance agrees to help Gabe um, with the black card. Um, They end up going back to Aurora Academy and Gabe tells Elise that he's been going over the footage that they've taken from Nightshade's office. And this is where they find out that there was a sacrifice while they were away. And there's going to be an upcoming one at the next full moon. They fool around a little bit because at this point, anytime Elise is when Elise is with any of these guys, they're fooling around. And I mean, do I blame her? No, I don't. But she tells Gabe, you know, that she need he needs to stop trying to change her. Um, she really cares about all these guys equally and wants to be with all of them equally, even though Gabe, again, is still convinced that she is his Elysian mate and that these are just distractions. And that she'll eventually just want to commit to him. There's a quick Dante POV where he goes with Gabriel to get a shroud from Lance because that's the only way that he can help them because he hasn't found a spell um, that they can use yet. And the shroud is supposed to protect them from whoever's like holding the shroud, which is not a shroud, but like a black cylinder thing is protected from black magic or dark magic, whatever. Anyways, Dante ends up going home because his mother calls him and she's like, hey, we found Felix. So he goes to confront Felix with some of his strongest pack members. 
unsurprisingly, Rosalie tags along, which stresses Dante out because he doesn't want her getting hurt because she's only like 14 years old. Um, but, you know, she's a future alpha in the making and she cannot be stopped. Anyways, when they're going to go like attack Felix, the black card members and the card master show up and Dante overhears the card master tell Felix, you know, I'm going to need you to help me. And when I defeat the Celestial Council, um, I will give you the city of Alastria or whatever. So anyways, we find out that Felix is working with the black card. Anyways, a month passes. They're all going through exams. Uh, Leon is still not talking to Elise. It's kind of stressful. Elise doesn't know what she's going to do this summer. She doesn't really have anywhere to stay, but she's like, I'll figure this out later. Um, And they enact their plan to take down the black card. And essentially what they're going to do is they're going to go stake out the cabin in the woods when the unsuspecting Faye that's high on Killblaze presents themselves as a sacrifice. Elise is going to use her vampire strength to like whisk that person away. And then the guys are going to fight the black card members until they're able to defeat them. And as they're going over their battle plans, all of the guys keep making suggestions to Elise about like what she should do. So she shouldn't be in harm's way. And eventually Elise gets annoyed at them. And she has a pretty fun speech where she's like, I'm not a, I'm not some soldier in this war. I'm your goddamn commander, your ruler, your fucking queen. So we will stick to the plan the way that I laid it out, and you'll all listen to me when I give you commands, or you might as well fuck off back to your dorms right now. This isn't a negotiation. We're here because of my brother, and we're doing this my way. I loved this so much. It was a really good speech. Such a powerful speech. Anyways, all the guys are, like, cowed into doing what she wants um, because they're all whipped by her anyway. Anyways, um, they stake out the cabin. The plan is in place. And then we find out that it's Eugene who's going to be sacrificed. And so Elise is like, oh, my God, Eugene, because Eugene, this guy is, like, trying to be her bestie. And, you know, she, like, has a soft spot for him because he's, like, so scrawny and defenseless and as elise is running to like whisk him away um somebody opens up a vial of kill blaze and like serves it up to her so she ends up accidentally inhaling it um which is not good because she's like running away and she's like high as fuck seeing like purple badgers and shit and it's going insane anyways the guys are fighting the black card um it's pretty vicious they all get injured in some way, shape, or form, and they're all basically tapping out their magic. And Gabe even almost dies. And I think at one point, they end up dropping the shroud on the floor, so it becomes useless. Yeah, and this is a battle that's getting pretty precarious at this stage. Like, the stakes keep rising as they lose their magic, because without that, what what do they have? Exactly. They only have their order forms. So Elise is running in the woods with Eugene. They eventually make it back to campus. She's like trying really hard to gain, you know, her senses and whereabouts. They run into Nightshade on campus and she realizes that Elise is onto her. So she like takes control of Elise and throws her down into the Wailing Well. But Elise at that point remembers Ryder's necklace. So she pricks herself and the anti-venom burns the kill blaze out of her system but she has like no magic because the kill blaze runs through your magic 
Anyways, she lands at the bottom of the well, which is disgusting. And she realizes that this is like a body dump where all of these people that have been sacrificed to the black heart, their bodies just get dumped. And it smells and it's gross. And as she's trying to get her way out of the tunnels, she runs into this crazy vampire who's been half starved and is in like bloodlust because they haven't been fed properly. So she's running around trying to escape this crazed vampire. And she also runs into Nightshade down there, who of course is trying to kill her because Nightshade's a crazy bitch. Anyways, Gabe knows that Elise is in danger and she's he's having like these half visions of it happening, but he can't break through. But all the guys end up power sharing with him. So he's finally able to break that block on his visions that he has. And he realizes that she's in the well. So they all go down the well. They're, again, all out of power. Um, I'm sorry, of magic. Uh, the only one who can actually regenerate his magic is Ryder. Because, of course, he regenerates off of pain. And they're all hurting right now. Because they've gotten their asses kicked quite a bit. Eventually, they find Elise and Nightshade. Um, Nightshade has all of her magic because she's just pulling from everybody's emotions. And she, like, mind fucks Ryder. She, like, mind fucks Elise. She's, like, messing with all of their heads. They're fighting in their order forms. It's super chaotic. Uh, Gabriel gets really badly injured and, like, his wings are broken. He's, like, passed out in a corner, basically. And, guys, the unthinkable happens. Leon gets killed by Nightshade. <sighs> she uses wooden spears because that bitch has earth magic. And she kills Leon in his Nemean lion form. And then she starts making jokes about it. It was, it was horrible. And Elise is, like, freaking out. But luckily, again, because Ryder can regenerate his magic off of pain, he ends up, like, sneaking up behind Nightshade and, like, eventually breaking her neck. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, they're all there. They're all mourning Leon. And Dante's like, and let's follow. mourning yeah. Leon. Like, Even Ryder. It's a devastating scene to read them all honor him in his way. Elise is devastated she's like he was my sunshine he was the person who believed me like i thought we had more time as you do they just made up. and they yeah. just made up and um, to see him go to battle for her like that and lose his life is just too much for her to bear it was terrible and, and so dante's like that's my best friend he has died my brother and fratello yes fratello. in his custom he leaves a coin I think or his, his medallion, his medallion, he takes his medallion yes. off. Yeah, Elise leaves her coin that he got her. It has a Leo I think on it. The first book that has the lion on it because he has her little monster on it. They're little cute little. Um, um Gabriel is a feather. Yeah, he's a bird dude. <laughs> and fucking Ryder cuts himself, and he leaves a bloody handprint on Leon. I assume that's like a lunar brotherhood thing, like. Yeah, I think that's part of their symbol, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's just a writer is demented and blood. And no, what? This no, is it's brotherhood part of the brotherhood. Gang culture, I mean, like fallen bro. I got your shoulder. Whatever. It's like anyway, a blood is spilt for the greater good, like the anyways, like it, them. It, you know, it was a it was a touching. It was a touching. Even I recognized that it was touching. From uh, 
I was writer. sobbing. I was tears this. in my eyes. I was like, I was I really know, writer, not writer. Um, Leon wasn't even my favorite Ugh. at this time, and I was still butthurt about this. Can I tell you guys? So many when I, we get to this point in the book, and again, I was uh, white shoes virgin. I was like. The first thing that came to my mind was like this narrows like, the oh playing field down. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no. I was like, oh my god, is this why Elise ends up with Gabriel because the rest of the guys die? I was like, wait, no, Dante's still around. I was very, I was very devastated. I, I was, I just was like, also going down the same path where I thought they all die and maybe Dante is watching his friends die. It's too, it's too much for him to bear, so he can't be with Elise. You know, like I'm going through that whole. Also, in Zodiac Academy, we know Dante has mentioned that he has a wife. So, and we know Gabe has a wife. What we did not know we, who they were. They never talk about who yeah. their wife is. So they I always just assumed names. she was going to end up with Gabe. Dante was going to find someone else in his yeah. pack. Anyways, Dante's walking them through this burial ritual. And then he uses his lightning because, again, he still has access to his order magic, so he still has access to the lightning. And Guys, I will and say, it's, ha- like, within grief. Like, his grief yeah. and his emotions rise up in his order magic. And they rise up. <laughs> as, as when he gets mad or upset and he can change the weather with his lightning, this is a similar situation where he's so upset that the lightning is just sort of building with under his skin. So AKA, he, he doesn't know how to control his emotions, and he literally accidentally let his own power surface. Anyways, and he releases electrocuted it. a dead body. Yeah, he. But jumps. what happens? We've all seen boom, Frankenstein. Boom, boom. Leon's heart starts beating again. Oh, Leon gosh. comes back to us, you guys. He comes back to us. It was it was great. They were all happy. They may not have wanted to admit it, but they were all the guys were happy. Of course, Elise is ecstatic. So anyways, they're still down in this weird cave tunnel system. And the writer's like, uh, we need to get the fuck out of here before um, King, the card master, comes back. So he like uses earth magic to like lift them all up to the surface. And then when they get to the surface, Leon is acting weird. He's kind of like, uh, he just starts like walking away. And he's like, I feel like I'm drawn. And so everybody in the background is like, where are you going, dude? You just died. Like, calm down. Leon's like, no, I have to go do this thing. So he goes to like a clearing in the woods or maybe he goes to the middle of the woods and like the trees all of a sudden break apart. And then all of a sudden he's like in this bubble and all of a sudden he looks up at the sky and he sees the Leo constellation, but he also sees the Libra constellation and Elise is standing next to him. If you have read Zodiac Academy, you know what this means. You know what that bubble means. You know this mysterious drawing of where you drop everything. You're like, I have to just go. As soon as time starts going missing and you start walking, you're like, wait, how did I get here? How did I get here? You know what's happening. We know what's happening. Elise and Leon have a divine moment. And of course, they say yes. And they come out of that bubble with silver rings and you don't even have time to be happy for them because the other three guys are so fucking crushed i felt like so bad for them like writer slithers away dante is like 
Congratulations, oh Fratello. I guess yeah, the, my Dante's love is like, supposed to be with someone else. The highs and lows that came with this. Dante accepted defeat and was still trying to be happy for his best friend. Gabriel is like in a downward spiral. He's like, I've had visions with her with silver rings. I've had visions with me with silver rings. Like, how are our silver rings not the same? Like, he's just, it is so, it's terrible. Gabriel's in disbelief. He's like, this couldn't have happened. This is like a slap to the face for Gabriel. And even Elisa, she's going through it. It's like, huh, I thought this would have been, and she doesn't say who. We know who. Yeah. Um, but even then she's kind of questioning it. And then she's like, well, you know, if the stars chose you, like, yeah, you make me happy. You're my sunshine. And so Elise is like, yay, I love you, Leon. But she's also like, hey, guys, come back. Like, it's fine. But anyways, the book ends. The emotional this. roller coaster, the, the last, I don't know, eighth of this book sent you on. Leon dies. He's back. So I'm up again. And then they have their losing and mate moment. And then I'm up again, but I'm also crushed because all the other guys are now out of the picture. It's it's wild. And we know from Zodiac Academy, Elysian mates are very, very rare. So if you find your if you find it, there's like a whole registration process where you have to go like register with the Solarian government to be like, I found my mate. And so I mean, this is it's a big deal. It's, it's a, a big, big deal. deal. And everyone respects it. Like yeah, I remember Zodiac Academy, like the teachers would be like, oh, they found their mate. Oh, you want a room? Like just they're in the honeymoon stage. I like to call it that. Where basically they're just fucking the entire time. But people understand. People like, get it. It unpower shamed Lance. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Okay. Big deal. So this is this is the part where I need to confess. Uh-huh. So the first time I read the series. <laughs> I I got to this point and remember I'm coming from the Zodiac up until book six background where like you get one mate mm-hmm. and there's only been a handful of instant not even like two or three instances where mates are denied and there's only been one instance whatever it's a big deal so when I found out that Elise and Leon were mated as much as I loved Leon, I was devastated for Gabriel. Devastated for Gabriel. So I did the unthinkable. I skipped to book five to read the end of the series because I didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> I remember I, I was a book behind you. Like you were on this book and I was on book two. And then you're like, uh oh. <laughs> I just did it. And I was like, just shaking my head. You can't see me, but I'm just like, I know, "Mm, I know. mm." And I'm super disappointed in myself. But like, I I didn't trust in the sisters. I didn't trust that I would be okay with whatever. I mean, to be fair, up until this point, we're we're congruently reading Zodiac Academy. It's been good, but heartbreak, 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 heartbreak. So like we're we're bad so, wives at this point. Like I don't, I don't know how this is gonna get better. So let this be a lesson, dear reader. I ruined the series for myself. I was still able to enjoy the series because once I found out what happened, I was like, oh, how do we get here? And I mean, it was still like a really good series. But don't ruin the ending for yourself. Just trust in the sisters. Trust the process. 
Trust the process. I feel like a recruitment counselor again. I, yeah, trust definitely trust the, the process. process. I think you would have loved the series a little bit more if you did not skip ahead to the ending. But you yeah. know what? I I needed to know because I was so like just devastated for Gabriel. Like I just needed to know what happened. It was such a mix of emotions because you. I was really devastated for Gabriel because he was so sure. And so, and it dictated so much of his early relationship yeah. with her. Yeah, before she and was I locked up. And I forgave all of his fuckboy behavior as soon as he became devastated. I was kind of like, "This is your karma. You were an asshole for a little while, so you got to suffer." I have no words because I was <laughs> butt hurt. It was just way too much going on. Leon was dead, and then he came back to life, and then he got mated, and then my poor poor. <sighs> Ryder and Gabe just found out that the girl that they're freaking in love with, and one of them thinks that's her Elysian mate because he's seeing the visions. Like, I know he wasn't lying. Like, we saw the visions through his eyes. The freaking stars. That's also immediately I was like, yo, fuck the stars. I remember where slap. I was when I read this. I was like laying outside with this like a hammock. And my son was like, I don't know, was still maternity leave. My mom was like, I'll take him for two hours. I'm like, great, I'm gonna sit outside and read. And this is the emotional torture I put myself through postpartum. And I was sitting there reading and I was like, what has happened? As I download the next book to be like, I, I can't, I can't leave it there. Yeah, no. You have to start was, the next one. On the bright side, it was a finished series. Yes. On the bright side, it was a finished series and there was a light at the end of the tunnel. I, 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 yeah. I always yeah. believe there's a light semi. It might be a little shaded. Um, this book overall literally had everything. We had spice, so we had love. I think this one was one of tears. my favorites. It was the most it, memorable one. Of okay, so them to me. Can I just interject? Whenever we say it has everything, you have to say it has everything you need, like Stefan from SNL. <laughs> so it's like this. Yeah, he just puts his hands has over his mouth. Everything you need. Everything a you little, need. A little, a little person. Smoking a cigar <laughs> while stepping on a seagull and other ridiculous things that. Sorry. Stefan from SNL. Stefan. I love that. New York's We're hottest like, club what? is. I don't. This bottom well. What do you call it? Murder well or something like that? Yeah. Murder hidey hole something. It's like. Leon called it something. New, York, New York's hottest club is. Murdery hidey hole. Based it on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> That was a direct line from like 2012. <laughs> it's just, it's a ridiculous SNL skit um, that Bill Hader used to do. Um, yes, yeah, so he always have like his sleeves like covering like half of his yeah. hand. And he would always break character, so he would do this. Yeah. Like he would actually he would, like, cover his face. And the whole point of the script was that they would write different notes on the cue cards on purpose to make him break while on stage. Mm. Um. Anyways, but he always says New York's hottest club is blah blah, blah. but it has everything you need. So whenever you say this book has everything, I'll just like you need. I see. Gotcha. gotcha. Sorry. Gotcha. Okay. Tangent. Tangent. The tangent took me off. This book has everything you need. <laughs> yes, and I, I think Spice. I finished that. Statement. I think I finished it. Plot. And then you went back. Oh yeah, I forgot the plot. <laughs> Spice plot. I went. You get a range of emotions, so you're not just like in one state. You get good plot. We have some advancements on like the whodunit investigation. 
we got a lot of character building, relationship building. Did I? Yeah. Overall, did I this book just spice? moved us forward. It moved this us forward an, in every direction. It was an excellent third book. Yeah, yes, it was. I really enjoyed it. Again, one of the more standout ones from this series, and Zodiac Academy to me is was this specific book. Maybe because of I was very upset that Lionel died or Leon died. Not upset Lionel. Died. She goes really upset Lionel has died. Oh, you I know. Take that I wish. Back. Just manifesting. Manifesting a death. Wish that fucking asshole would die. Okay, guys. I think that's well, all we wrote. Uh, before we go, we always love to do a couple listener shout outs. So the first one goes out to Bella from Australia. We knew we had someone listening to Australia, listening Hi, us Bella. to us to Australia. Hi. But we didn't know who it was, and now we know. It's you, girl. Hey, Bella. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We appreciate you um, sending us a DM. Wish anyone, any listener is welcome to send us a DM. You can find us at booktalkmademe underscore pod. We are regularly in the DM, so you never know who you're going to get. It's going to be me. It's going to be Bridget. It's going to be Hilda. You never know. You Sometimes never- it's all three at one point. Yeah. Like, for example, Bella, your your message came up. I saw it first, screenshotted it, and, like, sent it to our group chat because I was like, oh, my God. So we're across the pond, 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 pond. We're international, baby. Us. Book talk made me. And they love Lance Orion. Oh, well, wow. Well, yeah. I mean. Priorities. So Hilda's like, Can I say got Lance myself Orion a is a new love language, a universal love language. That was yes. the funniest thing. He is. He is. He is. Grumpy asshole translates. I also want to give a general shout out. We have a few listeners who are freshly going through the Zodiac Academy series, and we've touched in with a couple of you during your points, and we just say, just hang in there. Just hang in there. And keep DMing us when you get to these points that you got to talk about stuff. Um, we'll be there for you. Yeah. We're all in this, this together. together. <laughs> Anywho, a tangent. We love it. I could have gotten on a whole <laughs> high school musical tangent. But we're there for you guys. We are your emotional support Zodiac besties. And we'll be here for you through Ruthless Boys as well. Even though, again, the death of Lion. I keep saying Lionel. Jesus. Again, manifesting. The death of Leon really hit me hard. It really hit me hard. And um, the emotional death of Gabriel apparently hit Hilda really hard. Yeah. Poor Gabe. Because he just lost his EM. He lost He lost what was his. So he was a, he thought he was mopey before? Ugh. Just wait. Just wait. So before we go, just again, a general reminder to drop us a message. Give us a quick review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you listen to us. We would greatly appreciate it. It really helps us move up in the rankings and get more people to join our, our listener group. And we love always love having more people to discuss these books with because they bring us so much joy. And or, pain. Yeah, and pain. Or they don't. And then we talk about that too. <laughs> so we just love. We are masochists. Yes. Yes. And you know what? I will say, please feel free to drop us a recommendation. You guys have been pretty good about saying what books we should get into. Um, we're building our schedule for the next, well, this coming year. So if there's a series you're seeing on Book Talk and around the world, I know we are sending a couple to each other. Like, should we add this one? What do you think? You know, we'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know what you're reading. What are you seeing that we sh- you think we should cover? Um, and we'll be happy to dive into it and give us, give you our thoughts and feelings which you know we always have a lot of. 
Well, that's it from us tonight, guys. We hope you enjoyed listening to Vicious Faye. And next we'll be back with book four in the Ruthless Boy series. And that is Broken Faye. Because we're all broken. Especially Gabe. Poor Gabe. So broken. Well, thanks so much for joining us, guys. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.